if I could give a voice to the emotion that I felt when you asked me that question, the voice would say that dreaming hurts. Yeah. And pursuing your purpose Um, can have a very painful ending. Yeah. And I don't do that anymore. Welcome back, Envisionaries, to the Dream Into Being podcast, where mind science, transformational psychology, and magic all merge into one. If you're ready to dream again and transcend the inertia of what you've known, then I invite you to join me, your host and envisioneer, Kat Divine, in expanding the boundaries of your own fantasia by remembering that you are the master you've been waiting for. Welcome back, Envisionaries. Today's episode is it's actually a big milestone for a few reasons. Today, what we're going to cover is this is our kickoff episode for the creation experiment series. And if you've already watched my solo episode, you know that that's essentially just documenting the entrepreneurial journey and kind of pulling back the curtains and showing you guys behind the scenes what at least my reality was. And today you're going to get a chance to meet my sister who is, oh my gosh. Well, first of all, she's one of my best friends on earth. And she is a huge reason that this podcast even exists because earlier this year, her and I went on a cruise to the Bahamas and we were just kind of dreaming up our future reality. And that's when the idea for launching a podcast kind of channeled in. And here we are doing uh, episode number 10. So that's the other milestone I wanted to celebrate really quickly is <laughs> when I was learning about the podcasting world, uh, I heard that 90% of shows never make it past episode 10. So that's just very amazing to me that that is the episode that we are connecting on and that you're also my kickoff guest for this particular series because you were so instrumental in me choosing and pursuing this path. Like I've gotten to witness your journey, I guess, since birth, and we'll even get into some of the fun stories about uh seeds that got planted and inspiration that got planted when I was just maybe five or six years old. Um, but yeah, I've been watching you behind the scenes and watching you grow your wings and watching you create your own empire. And that's just something that I would love to give my audience access to today and walk through your journey and your story. So Instead of me reading your whole bio and your stats and all of your accomplishments, because that alone could take the full hour, what I would love to do is give you a moment to celebrate yourself and to do a mini brag session and 
letting everybody know a little bit about you, but also some of the things that you're so incredibly proud of. Mm, What I enjoy the most, if I were to just pick out the, like the diamonds or the, the gold nuggets in my journey with all the different clients and extraordinary individuals and talents that I've worked with and collaborated with, it's that I love helping someone fall in love with their inner voice and then go through the process of getting media ready right but they can confidently step into the spotlight with confidence with clarity with ease and then lead their lasting legacy and even though that may sound or feel organic now, there's a lot of thought and intention behind that. When I look back on, you know, when we were kids, it was about truly like finding our voice in joy. Right. And playtime and discovery and realizing that whatever we truly can imagine can not only be a projected reality, however, it can actually become a blueprint for our realities. And so I remember loving to, and this dates me, however, I had a cassette tape recorder. So I didn't have the Barbies. I didn't have the, the dolls. I had the living dolls, my, my two beautiful sisters. Yes. Um, but what I loved the most was I would watch commercials and I would listen to jingles uh-huh. on shows. And this is before I could read or write. So I would, in my own interpretation, actually echo a lot of those things back. And I had no idea exactly what I was saying, but I remember. Oh. Doing that and listening and watching, listening to commercials and watching them and being just so excited that I truly believed that what they said about this game or this cereal or this fill in the blank was going to be magical. (laughs) So if I could echo it back or say it back, and then if I could record my voice doing it, so I would get my cassette tape and I would learn how to hit record and play simultaneously and then I'd be all about singing back that song and pretending that I was a musketeer and then also taking my own spin and commercials and pitches well what was I doing then what I was doing is I was actually echoing back I was mirroring back something that I thought was absolutely magical in what I was witnessing Now fast forward in what I do for a living as a media coach, my joy is echoing back and holding up a mirror Mm -hmm. to the the magic and the the music and the manifesto and the, the mission that brilliant, extraordinary people are sharing with me, right? So when I see a light in someone or I see something that moves me or that matters deeply in the process of holding up that mirror, 
and, and helping you step into the light so that you can give a voice to that shine and you can express the meaning behind whatever sparkle you're manifesting in that moment. In the process of doing that, we get to develop all the rest of your, your brand, your story, your mission, your movement, and all the ways that you're going to move mountains for your mission mm-hmm. because of your message. So falling in love with your voice, whether you're five years old, whether you're 12 years old, whether you're 25 years old, whether you're 50 years old, 85 years old, wherever you are in your journey, I'd had the opportunity to be that mirror and be that coach and be that um, co-manifester of magic for a lot of entrepreneurs and startups and visionaries, but also for people who never even put themselves in those categories too. People who invented you know, a great new way of feeding their pets and (laughs) invention and wanting to just test and see how that might sell on television. Right. So doctors, lawyers, public figures, kids, inventors. I've had the privilege of having those individuals come to me, share what they love and then help them find the voice behind it so that their communities, their sponsors, their collaborators can truly connect with them. So take away all of the achievements, accomplishments. What I enjoy most is doing that. Right. I love it. And I will say for all of you listening that she brings such an element of play to all of this, as I'm sure you can already see that's resonating off of her. And that's something that was so special about our childhood is she would invent these imaginary (laughs) games. And it's so cool to like, look at the thread and connect all of the dots looking back, right? Because now I, my business is all about the imagination and taking dreams and manifesting them into reality. And it all started as these seeds that got planted when I was a little kid and we would play, my favorite game was Mars and she would take us to other planets, (laughs) me, my sister and our neighbors and would just play these games with us to the point where there was no there was no veil between the imagination world and reality. And it was such a special and fun way to grow up. And (laughs) the one thing I think was a huge turning point for me because it was just kind of our life. Like that was all that we knew. And I never, I never knew that you could actually take what you loved and make it um, something profitable and bring abundance into your life. And that this thing could take care of you. So I remember maybe five or six years old, you pitched me an idea. And there was something even about the pitching process that I loved. And I still do for myself and others till this day. 
Mm-hmm. But it was so cute. She had this whole business plan created for me about all these cookies, these different types of cookies that I was going to make and that I was going to market them to the neighborhood. And she even had like, I don't know if we had spreadsheets back then, but breaking down all the numbers of the cost and the profit. And here I am, this little kid and my head is exploding because this is so exciting. And then at the very end, I was like, okay, let's do it. But I don't make cookies. (laughs) (laughs) But it was the coolest thing. She was like, no worries. Like that was not even an issue to you. And I just, I always took that moment with me as anything is possible. And that it is so much fun to just dream up the possibilities. And I think we're just both hardwired to do that now, which is, it actually brings so much joy to my life. But I would love for you to share a little bit more about the power of imagination and your own creation experiment process from like when you were a child, even before I knew you. And then how that even started taking you onto your path. And I think this is really interesting and unique about your journey that I think a lot of people will resonate with is that sometimes there's forks in the road, guys, where we are on our path early on, and then we get cut off from our path and we get diverted. And I do believe that's actually part of our life plan. And that we're able to go into a little bit of the suffering experience so that we can develop some compassion and become a bridge of uh, who we're going to serve in life. So I know that that happened for you in a big way of, you know, starting out in the acting world and like really finding your voice very young. So if you don't mind sharing your experience of that journey, I would love for my audience to get to know that it's okay. All all the diversions are actually part of the plan. Mm. Well, as you were sharing, because you definitely covered a lot of different points, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, we can talk about this or this or this. or So the overarching thought that just kept coming up as you were sharing is that sometimes having nothing to start with mm-hmm. is a gift. Mm. Right. We didn't grow up with a lot of means or external resources. Yeah. Or comforts and things that many Americans take for granted. Mm-hmm. So that gave us two options one, roll over and just wave a white flag and say, life is not fair for us, so we're not going to play. Or go inward and create our reality. So the quickest way to joy and to play was to create our realities and being able to go to a couple stairs outside our back door yeah. And have you and our neighbors sit down and fasten your seatbelt and then me get in the front and the driver's seat and then look over my shoulder and tell you that, at, you know, three, two, one, we are in takeoff. Yeah. Was such a wonderful way of us co-creating this extraordinary 
reality that gave us hours and hours and days and days and months and months of fun. Right. So much so that we would, as we were, you know, taking off, we all knew it was time to, you know, we're going to take a hard left and, oh my gosh, this is coming from this side. We're going to take a hard right. And, oh my gosh, we're going to make the landing. And every time that that I would guide us to the left or to the right, it was the funnest thing Mm -hmm. to watch all of you (laughs) in unison, like swinging from left to right and falling over and lifting each other up and rescuing each other as we finally land and start our mission right <laughs> calling out our dog and now our dog is a zinghuba and we've got to save our chickens who are these new creatures from the zinghuba what was so fun is because we got so excited our pets got excited yeah. <laughs> they got into the, the whole thing and our zinghuba would go around and and chase after the chickens and we'd have to go and rescue them and then we would would grab these different strings and call out what color they were shallow land and zero gravity land right and hopefully as somebody is is listening to this maybe you're going on this ride with us yeah the thought that we didn't need to have means Mm -hmm. to be able to do that and to experience and explore our imaginations, I believe was a true gift. Great. And so now how do we <laughs> how do we also find the the magic in the diversions? Mm-hmm. I do want to like continue on that thread because I think the the message that I would love for people to take away from this is no matter what direction your path takes you, it's exactly the right path, believe it or not. And sometimes it's not obvious until we turn around and look back and connect all those dots. But I know at least what I was thinking about when I was asking that question was very specific to, and this is interesting as I'm listening, I'm even connecting some more dots about both of our life paths about the power of the voice and communication and going back to, you know, we, we grew up in a very interesting household where there was no, there really was no verbal communication unless it was between us sisters. So we really did create our own language, which was really fun, but we also had to learn to really read people and really become very aware of our surroundings, which gave us a heightened, maybe even psychic and intuitive sense, which has really served us. But the the main thing that I wanted to come back to was that you knew the power of the voice when you were a child, and you were so committed to that vision that you manifested becoming an actress. And we would even go to like backlot movie sets in Hollywood. And I just thought this was normal life. You were even up for the part of my favorite movie, The NeverEnding Story. And so you really got a chance to live that experience. And kind of the diversion I was thinking about was that at no fault of your own, that path got cut short and then put you into another life experience that maybe was not as fulfilling because it was not life purpose experiences, but then how that specific diversion actually catapulted you to come all the way back around. So that was kind of what I was looking for um, story-wise because it was a profound thing for me to witness is that you never gave up on your dream. Yeah, somehow 
even though we didn't have a lot of means to start out with, which opened the door to us learning how to design and create mm-hmm. abundance and joy and, um, and we did have a mom that believed in once she was able to go out and work and bring some additional money home, believe in investing that money in experiences and, and education in tactile ways for us. Mm-hmm. So what are things that help people with language barriers communicate? Music, dance, acting, movies, storytelling. Mm-hmm drawing, creating, she equipped us to become powerful communicators with or without words. Mm -hmm. So being able to go to the Burbank Academy of Performing Arts, as I learned later, was a gift that started because she invested in taking us to some dance lessons. And then somehow the manager and the owner of the studio, in a sense, like adopted me and told our parents and uh, told me that if I wanted to take all the classes there that I could. Now, again, I was young enough. I didn't really understand the extent of that gift Mm -hmm. however I had unlimited tap and ballet and acting and ad-lib classes and so in ad-lib you're encouraged to go with it just go with it Mm -hmm. so whatever seed is planted our only mission is to say yes embrace that and go with it. And some of the funniest, most hilarious moments and creations of the imagination happened in that studio when, when all of us were given these different ideas to, to go with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that opened some great doors. So, you know, here's this little girl who used to create her own commercials on cassette players until God gifted her with two little sisters and (laughs) you two and our pets and our neighbors became cast and crew. Mm. And what we asked for, we wanted a video camera. Like we didn't, yeah, we did have a couple like, you know, dolls and pretty ponies. You guys had ponies and monchi cheese, (laughs) but I was all about like, we are, we are, whatever I would learn in the ad lib classes or in the studios, a lot of that kind of came back home with me and we got to really play everything out and see what the what the possibilities and the potentials were and it was so much fun then when the owner wanted to take it a step further she offered to become my manager and got me some agents we lived near Hollywood so yes, we got to be on, you know, Universal oh. Studios and NBC Studios and and I got to be in television and movies and then you and Olivia decided that you wanted to do some of that as well and we got to actually be on TV shows that I remembered watching as a kid. Mhm. Like Romper Room. Like Romper Room. And 
So how did all this happen without the internet, without all these tools that are granted right now? Mm. Somehow those opportunities were attracted to Mm. us because someone saw something in us and someone else was willing to hold a mirror up and say, I see this in you. Do you want to take a step forward with me? So to go from having a cassette player and recording commercials with words I didn't even know what they were to being in these magical sets and living the life that I used to watch on the big screen, Mm -hmm. that was really extraordinary. And then you're right, that got canceled. And it was canceled with a, yeah, you're never going to do any of that again mm-hmm. until you're an adult. And then after you're 18, if it's still something that you want to do, then you'll have our blessing. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, I didn't understand, like, what did I do wrong? Right. For all that to be taken away. So... I remembered wanting to run away. I remembered feeling like that was like the worst punishment that I didn't even deserve. Mm -hmm. And then when I look back on my memories, I think I only like really suffered and really was upset about it for maybe three weeks, maybe a month. And then it just kind of became a cool, fun story that, yeah, I did these things. And then whatever was in front of me at the time, school and learning to cheerlead and getting involved in like student council and uh, getting to create no matter where I was, no matter what classroom, whether the classroom was our backyard or the classroom was our chicken coop or the classroom was the actual classroom at school, being able to design sets and create themes and produce events and proms and theater became just as fun. Mm. I realized that our dreams and what we believe are our path and our mission can exist in a variety of environments with a variety of different resources, with a variety of different people. Mm -hmm. Learning how to truly have fun and connect with my peers and create magic at home and at school somehow just became the next evolution to the point where I didn't even think that I needed to do acting again or really entertainment again because it seemed like that the three of us always gravitated towards either whether it would be sports or cheerleading or uh, community. Mm-hmm. We gravitated towards creating experiences with others that allowed us to express no matter what. Yes. That's actually a really great point to hear that your perspective, because in my mind, maybe I suffered more than you did because I was like, it didn't make any sense to me to take somebody who was so gifted off of their path because of fear. And that's all that it was, was like uninformed fear from uh, parent figures. However, 
I do like what you just mentioned is that you still found a way to express no matter what. And that's such a great key point that I want the audience to really connect with is that you don't have to be in the perfect situation to be expressing your gifts and to be delivering your resources to the people that you serve because whoever is right in front of you guys is who you're serving. (laughs) That's the bigger reality to all of this. Um, but in, in some ways it was really cool. Also for me, I, I was always just an observer. I was always looking at other people's lives playing out, trying to figure out this game of life. And it was really inspiring for me to witness you going from that experience and still going out into the world and learning different ways to create for yourself But I will say there was a big shift when something occurred in your soul, your spirit that did bring you back to being on camera and using your voice and being seen. And I think that was in the TV show world, as far as I remember, as when that started to circle back. But then there was kind of a pattern in your life where I'll let you talk about that, but where even that came to a conclusion and then you were back to, I think what I'm trying to speak to is that there is a pain experience that happens. Um, Anybody who, and this is something I shared in my solo episode that aired last week is any of us that have a really big calling and a really big mission in life, we have such a deep rejection towards giving our life force to things that we don't want to give it to and to people we don't want to give it to. And that can be a really frustrating experience when we also have to balance out the realities of life and taking care of ourselves and earning an income. So I, I've witnessed you just be so brave on your path and no matter what, whether you're living your dream or just doing the thing to take care of yourself and be responsible, you always show up. But I've gotten to witness you, I think twice now of being diverted and coming back and finding your thing and being diverted and then coming back and finding your thing. So I would love for you to speak to that in case anybody is listening and they're just finding themselves in a space where they are feeling depleted of their life force because they are giving to something and creating a reality for somebody else that maybe they don't feel super connected to. And if you can just remind them of the power that comes with consciously creating and choosing to step back into the place that you are meant to be, I'd love for you to share on that. Yeah. What comes to mind so that I'm being very conscious and mindful of of owning the experience, right? Owning the trajectory of the success and the failures and the setbacks. We are extraordinarily innately capable of creation. We were created to be creators. And one of the most challenging things that we can take on in addition to taking on our, our fears and, and healing every step of our journey. One of the most challenging things that we can do is dig deep and discipline ourselves to imagine the end game. Mm-hmm. What 
we just talked about and what has happened multiple times in my life is that whatever I can envision, whatever you can envision and see sometimes becomes the end game, Mm -hmm. right? So if we can just, so in planning a wedding, months out visualizing being at the venue, visualizing where the venues may be, visualizing what I might wear and planning a prom and planning a a television show and planning a fill in the blank, being able to see the actual movie play out inside here and here first made all the steps to get between here and there possible. However, in applying that to launching a project or yeah, launching a television show, and we've skipped a lot of steps to jump from like teenage years to (laughs) producer. And so I'll just go with it. Sometimes I was so fiercely committed to it living and being and becoming Hmm. that that was the only mission. The mission was getting to the point where the show host, the show, the topic, the content was on the TV screen, Mm -hmm. was being watched by viewers. So even creating the pitch deck, it was all about the, the end game was having it be on the screen, having it be in a certain time slot, having it serve a specific demographic, having sponsors, right? However, what I didn't ask myself to do or discipline myself to do so that those would turn into sustaining projects with something to show for it beyond the portfolio Mm -hmm. was that I didn't ask myself, where is this leading? Where is this going? How, besides, you know, who's the demographic women and uh, men between ages 25 and 54 right, that enjoy wine and that enjoy good meals and own homes and maybe in the market for appliances, okay? That's the way that the the media and the commercial industry looks at demographics. And that's the only way that I knew how to look at demographics because that was all that was taught to me. Mm -hmm. However, if I could go back And say, who is it that's going to be in front of the television that can truly benefit from this show? Aside from thinking of what's what's going to benefit the sponsor, what's going to right, what's going to make the show sizzle and have the best music and have the coolest opener. If I could have actually thought about the person sitting in front of the television. And connected with their dreams and opened that with the same, you know, the same ingredients, like all the same, the same pitch deck, right? But if I could go back, I would say, who are those men and women and what do their households look like? And what, 
Why do they want to remodel their kitchen? What will that mean to them? What will a elevated dining and lifestyle experience mean to their children and their family? And what kind of longevity and joy can that bring? And once they have that new appliance or they've done their remodel, how can we as the producers and the hosts continue to serve that family? Hmm. Because if the, if the end goal was that appliances were sold, I can check that box all day long. <laughs> Came up with, a, with and this is just one show, but the example of the show that I'm thinking of is where uh, we paired, you know, food and wine together with luxury home renovations. And I can't take credit for the, the idea because it was multiple people coming together with the ideas. What I can take credit for is finding how all these ideas could find a home and exist together and actually become a thing. Mm-hmm. But because neither I or they thought about what happens after it becomes a thing, we just kind of always thought, Build it and they will come. Well, right. who's they? Who's they? Who's going to come? What's the end game? Did we want this show to be picked up by a network? Right. Did we want this show to build an audience that would then buy products from us that would then have like maybe memberships or subscriptions to recipes? Mm. Had we taken the discipline to think about what truly would have served mm. the families watching that program, we would have designed into it next steps. Yeah, once the show is on the air and once people start to see us as a household name and tune in and watch or the, the, the people whose homes got renovated, you know, because it's kind of like Food Network and HGTV meet mm-hmm. locally in the Southwest. Once that happens, we didn't have a what's next. Okay, so in Finding Nemo in the first movie, they escape, and then at the very end, what's the last line? Now what? Right. <laughs> they accomplished their mission, and now what? Yes. So every project, every significant project that in my mind had like a, a falling off point where, okay, we went out, we set out to do a two-year contract, a five-year contract. We execute on that. But we didn't have a, and then what? We're doing this so that. And if, if the so that was about how to truly serve lives and change lives and build community, then very likely to this day, a lot of those shows would still exist mm. because we would still have a thriving community to serve. And that community will eventually need to repaint, will eventually need new carpeting, will eventually need new window shades needs to eat multiple times a day, right? And so could have, would have, should have all those things right. that I'm sure all of us think about, like this could have been this. Mm-hmm. Well, why didn't we put that into the plan? Why didn't we yeah. think beyond? So that's just one example. However, every, every example, what I became known for is helping people to launch and to create the vision, what I wasn't known for and didn't know how to do was make it sustainable. Mm -hmm. Honestly, at that time, I had no interest. 
<laughs> I will be completely honest. I I could care less. Yeah. Who was sitting on the other side of the television screen? Mm-hmm. I just assumed people want great content. Mm-hmm. That's all I was told. TV land needs great content. I, I'll raise my hand for that. I want to create great content. And then I just thought, make great content, live happily ever after. <laughs> That's the biggest crock. Right. So for anyone who may have pursued a dream mm. or gone all in and then maybe felt like they felt the there was like an end and and then there was there was nothing to show for it at the end. Yeah, you have everything to show for it because you have the entire trajectory, everything that you learned, all the relationships you built, all the successes, the thing actually existed that you created, that you right. put out. However, you and I did not understand the value of creating it for the person who ultimately would be consuming Mm-hmm. what your creation was. And if we don't know who we're creating for, and if we don't care about who we're creating for, then that cycle of life doesn't come back around. Wow. And so now everything that I create, everything that I coach yeah. to help legacy makers, entrepreneurs, visionaries, entrepreneurs, I'm saying entrepreneurs twice. So you must be entrepreneurs if you're watching us. I'm dialing into you. What is the end game? Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of this conversation, what do I love the most? Is holding up a mirror and helping you find and discover your voice. And then now let's go back and also remember what we're talking about. Our voice is not always the words we use. It's the that we emit it's the experience that we create we can communicate in multiple ways and our voice communicates and emits in multiple ways when we can align that desire and that passion that vision and those those beautiful visions that we see and we're like I want to create that so I guarantee you, if you're watching this and you're following my sister, you're a creep. <laughs> yes. I want to create that. So my encouragement to you, which is now my world, is before you create it, consider who you're creating it for and how this will affect their lives mm-hmm. and how this will make them feel like they truly matter and that they feel safe in your presence, that they feel loved in your presence, that they feel like they have a true witness in your presence. And then think about what it is once you have built that community that you want for them and that you also want for you like what is that reciprocal thing that they can then consume and pay you for Mm -hmm. bringing to them because people gladly 
pay for joy and love and experience. And guess what? Sponsors Uh bought sponsorships from us because they were so excited about being on TV. And continue that trajectory. What is the end game though? What, how are we going to continue to, to build an ecosystem that feeds the creator so the creator can continue to, yes. to give, right? So an ecosystem that contributes authentically so that the contribution brings back the abundance that's needed to the creator to continue. Huge. So without that, without knowing what that is and exploring what that can be and committing yourself to, because even if you don't have all the answers, you must be committed Mm -hmm. to having those next steps to serving those that are receiving your gifts or you just need to be happy with creating something that has a beginning, middle and end because the end will come. If you haven't thought about what happens next, you're going to be the fish in the plastic bags at the end of the movie watching Nemo saying, now what? And was that a failure? No. Right. All it was, was there was nothing else to manifest because there was nothing else in the program, in the blueprint, in the trajectory. Right. And I'm so glad that you're talking about this because I think there's a lot of perspectives to look at it, a different lens through. So in some ways, I actually think it's okay because we have these different chapters of our life and we have these different callings at different moments of maturity, right? So it's almost like, thank God that that didn't have extended chapters because you were not quite where you were going. And so I do want to speak to that because it reminds me of something that happened let's say back in 2018, that was so, it's one of my favorite memories because it, it was like a mile marker for both of us to really ask ourselves some bigger questions. So my audience already knows if you've been following me back in 2018, I had a really big spiritual awakening that just completely shuffled loose everything that I wasn't. I went through a great purge and I ended up moving out into the woods for about six weeks and living in a tent. And it was so great because at that time, you and I really got a chance to connect a lot. I think we were on the phone almost every day and you were one of the few humans that I had interaction with at that time because I was very protective of my energy going through that letting go process. But I remember one day and you were in, you were kind of in a transformation cycle of your life. But at that time period, there was some transitions. And I know that you were temporarily working in a job that was, you know, just a job. And you would call me from the road, taking like, I think an hour and a half commute in California, LA traffic to get to and from this uh, thing that you didn't have much passion around, but it gave us a great opportunity to 
connect with the fingerprint of probably so many people that are probably listening to this right now of being trapped in that cycle, again, of giving our life force energy to something that we just don't care about, but because we're so programmed to do so, it's a really big challenge for people to let go of. And when I was out in the woods, I was asking myself a lot of big, big questions. And I had, I remembered asking you one day, something along the lines of, can you imagine what it would feel like to wake up and do everything that you want to do and live your dreams and fulfill your purpose? And something was so maybe like a old pattern or trigger or something came up for you that it was like an, an abrupt ending to the conversation. <laughs> and I just was like, Oh gosh, what happened? I don't, I don't know what happened, but I guess we'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> but if you can just share with everybody what your experience was, because I think what you're about to share is a lifeline. It is something that my gut is telling me is happening to thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people right now that they're at that, they're at that point, that decision point. And just to be able to hear your story, I think could actually change their story. So if you don't mind sharing what that experience was for you. If I could give a voice to the emotion that I felt when you asked me that question. The voice would say that dreaming hurts. Yeah. And pursuing your purpose um, can have a very painful ending. Yeah. And I don't do that anymore. Right? That's probably the energy that I was communicating to you. And I mean, you were just like, hey, magical sister, what, you know, imagine if you could do all this. And I had Mm. gotten to enough places where. put everything into creating the thing and not having the end game and having the thing end and having not only the thing end, having relationships end Mm -hmm. that either were in my life because they believed that my job was to make their dreams a reality. And if the team didn't have the ending that the team wanted, and I take credit, I take full responsibility, I didn't know what the end was that I wanted. Right. We just all wanted the thing, right? And then when the thing happened, and then we didn't all live happily ever after, it hurt bad, and lives were changed especially mine. And I got to a point where I just was like, okay, God, I'm just going to lay everything down because 
anything that I do have to show for it is not anything that other than on paper or in a portfolio is not anything that is making my heart feel happy and fulfilled. And could I keep pushing the boulder up the mountain and hmm. finish the contract and then that was it and it wouldn't unanimously everyone wouldn't want to take the next step, including myself, it was an opportunity to decide if we needed to even continue in life together. And so I've had, yeah, at least two major milestones in my life where relationships and realities and projects all crumbled simultaneously because they were all interwoven. Right. Had I not had those experiences, I would not be the trustworthy media coach that I am today. I coach more than media, if, if you haven't figured that out. Right. However, the the gift that I can give to you is to help you get media ready so that you can live and fulfill with confidence, with clarity, your calling. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to purpose. Somehow I identified that dream and purpose were one and the same. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I'm here to say we can have multiple dreams. Mm -hmm. You've had multiple dreams. I've had multiple dreams. We have been incredibly successful at making, creating, and killing those dreams. Yeah. Okay. Something in me believed that every dream that died meant that my purpose died with it. Wow. But the reality is that my purpose is the only thing that really makes any of those dreams matter. If I had a line, so I talk about creating for the end game. So that's assuming that you know what you're calling and your purpose is. Once you know that, then it's about what are we creating so that there's a sustainable outcome Mm -hmm. that includes the dream. Okay. However, if you don't know what your purpose and your calling is yet, then you may need to pursue and chase and create a few dreams. Great. Or you discover it. Totally. Sometimes those dreams will tell you, hmm, (laughs) being a local QVC shopping girl in the Southwest is not your end game. (laughs) Selling appliances is really not your end game. This had nothing to do with my purpose. However, what I learned as a result of coaching people through getting camera ready, getting image ready, getting uh, brand ready, all those things that I needed to do for all the show hosts and all the people that created with me. 
that are now available in Legacy Maker Academy. What I also do now is begin with the purpose and the calling. Mm -hmm. So that when you have, as a creator, multiple visions and multiple expressions and multiple hats and ways that you define who you are, you have an opportunity to decide are those dreams or raindrops or facets that are going to create a, a rainbow? Hmm. Or are they the rain? So when you identify your calling or your purpose or your project's purpose, project meaning dreams purpose, once you identify what that is, then everything else can be built beyond that. Like, I don't know, like, if today I would be super thrilled waking up and, and um, still doing some of those things that were those big dreams before. Mm -hmm. I would probably have graduated by now, right. likely, and or created a sustainable system that would allow others to, to mm -hmm. perpetuate it and for me and my team to benefit from it and for the community to continue to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. However, I finally got to a point where I was like, oof, dreams hurt. Dead dreams hurt even more. And I've got really good at creating them and killing them. And until I know what the heck I am doing, I'm not going to make, I'm not raising my hand for one more. No. I would have been happy at that time in my life, getting a job at Starbucks and going to the beach and gathering seashells and making necklaces and living happily ever for after. We talked about that. <laughs> ever having to pick up another dream again. I remember. Yeah. So what makes a dream worth it? And what makes a dream worth sustaining? Legacy worthy. Celeb worthy. It's not celebrity worthy. I'm not about helping you become a celebrity and you probably hear like, you know, we're going to brand you. We're going to, whoever that we is that's wanting your energy and resources and wanting to tell you that trust your dreams in their hands, mm -hmm. unless they're asking you to slow down so that you can win your race, mm. to dig into what it is, what are your driving natural abilities and your driving natural aspirations? What's your DNA? And then from your DNA, what's your true north? So mm -hmm. even if you don't know your exact purpose, you at least know the direction and you at least know that it's fulfilling things that are already driving you and bringing you joy. Know the purpose. So get purpose ready is the first module in my, my coursework in Legacy Maker Academy, getting purpose ready. Because then once you know your purpose, then you know that in five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, there's still going to be a part of you because your DNA is in it that's going to delight 
in its continued existence. Mm -hmm. And you're going to deeply care about the results that you create for those that you serve. Mm -hmm. Because those that you serve are going to now become mirror reflections back to you of what you were made to do, what you were called to be, who God made you uniquely to be. There's nothing more beautiful than and satisfying than when our driving natural abilities and aspirations are fueled by a continual knowing that you're on course and that you're serving and that the people that you serve deeply matter. That's those are the ingredients. Mm-hmm that you need to be a legacy maker, to leave something that's lasting, to look back at the, the dreams and go, they didn't die. They just had a beginning, middle and end. And because they weren't aligned with either my calling or they weren't aligned with the, the end game because I didn't create or design one. So now when your purpose and your end game are aligned, when you shoot those arrows and you've got all your targets lined up behind that one arrow, then the energy that you have is not being spent and spent and wearing, <laughs> wearing yourself out and right. dying. The energy that you're giving is landing and contributing and mattering yes. and loving and thriving. Agreed. And so in case you guys haven't figured out by now that from that day that that part of you, that altar didn't want to dream again, that there was a transformation, there was a choice point, there was a shift in consciousness where even though dreaming hurts, because I agree, it can be very brutal. And it does require us to lick our wounds, you guys. It is okay to take a time out and be human. But what I'm hearing you say is that as soon as you started to connect with the who and the why more deeply, that your temporary pain was not as tragic as it might have felt. And that, you know, I think about this often too, when I have a temporary you know shutdown or just a depletion of energy or doubt because that's normal you guys then I do remember that this is not about me and that's what I'm hearing you say it's not about us and it's if we really start to connect to those that we came to serve the bigger question is how much longer can they go without us stepping into that arena to to serve them. And that is like such an emotional thing to think about because I'm noticing that so much of our wiring and so much of our conditioning all comes down to our, our sense of worth and our sense of value. And it seems to be so connected to our purpose and fulfilling our mission. And it's so cool because I don't think we can escape it. Like, thank God, thank God we can't escape that um, part of us that came here for a reason. And I just want to encourage anybody who is listening right now that if you can take a step back and 
again, allow yourself to heal the wounds that may have occurred over the process of becoming, but to remember that you will be renewed and you will be re-inspired and you will be given a new vision. And I I don't think we've given you a chance quite yet to even share what that vision is that has come to life, but I would love for everybody to know what it is that you've stepped into now, who you are serving. I, I think they can probably put the pieces together, but would love for you to let us know what exactly Legacy Makers is so that if anybody is feeling a fire burning in their belly to learn more that they know what it is that you do and how to find you. I felt very deeply in that season of transition that the gift in that season of letting go of everything so that I could find the one thing. Mm-hmm is a season that I look back on with deep gratitude. Laying down a lot of things and relationships allowed me to realign with what truly gives me joy and butterflies and makes me feel loved and valued and what makes me feel like I have dignity. Mm-hmm. And the more that I would lay down, the more that the more room and space in here and here and here that God had to fill me. Because one of the other things in that season that I got to witness and learn is that I didn't have to be the one to carry my calling on my own shoulders, my purpose on my own shoulders. I need to allow myself to be a clear and open and willing vessel Mm -hmm. for God to love others through me, Mm -hmm. for God to create with me. And he knows how he made me. He knows how he designed me. He knows every dream that and vision that electrifies and inspires me. And in laying those things down and then asking, okay, what? Now that I realize that I don't need to do a day job and do this long commute actually can choose and create what I would like to create. At that point, I also didn't trust myself to choose and create because somehow I identified all those killed dead dreams with me. Right. Like, like that I failed, that my I couldn't trust my in my purpose or trust mm-hmm. myself to go after dreams anymore. So I didn't want to create anymore. And it, when I was able to say, I, though, am willing say yes if you'll make it really clear what I'm supposed to do I'm willing now and I was just like okay I'll do it I'll I'll do the thing there was a part of me that was like it's probably not even going to be great it's probably not even going to be fun is it I'll do it okay (laughs) thank you for sharing I was like 
that point, like nothing that I can do that's fun or exciting or glamorous is gonna last. So I'll just do what you are gonna have me do. I'm finally ready. Wow. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe that level of humility is the secret ingredient. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, all right. So now that you said yes, you're gonna teach media. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So does that mean like I'm gonna teach people how to like use a ring light and how to hold their hands and how to enunciate and when to breathe and how to hold their shoulders? Because uh, yeah, I thought maybe that's what that meant. So I started like writing out all these tips, and I'm like, I guess I'll make blogs about all these things. And then as I started writing those things out, I was like, well, what are the common things that all these different amazing legacy makers that I have served, what are the common things that maybe other entrepreneurs and visionaries might need? So you and I were in a car ride together, flushing out like, all right, what does it mean to get media ready? What are the steps that everyone would need to go through? So we flushed out purpose. We flushed out brand and platform and image and camera and interview and press readiness. Mm -hmm. And all those things could build on each other. I'm like, okay, the little, the teacher in me is kind (laughs) of been like that. Maybe that could be fun. Maybe I could make it fun. All right. Yeah, you can take people to Mars. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And one thing led to another. Yeah. And I started stepping into the I'm willing to be a vessel zone. And as a result, aligned with some extraordinary communities of women. So, yes, men who are watching. You can learn from me, however, where my heart truly is, is having and holding space with women and girls Mm -hmm. and showing how these seven steps are incredibly imperative to them having not a killed dream at the end, However, a dream that can continue to soar, how to give women and girls wings behind their voices, how to design and take in account that maybe all these different dreams that we see are the raindrops when God shines his light through us, creates the, the the rainbow so every single one of those dreams all have a place they all have a purpose in the plan right yeah so as I continued to move forward and connect with different communities because once I have an idea like Kathy's cookies (laughs) I'll start to flush it out and that is a fun thing to do totally fun (laughs) and Differently from Kathy's cookies, I'm not going to shove these ideas down anyone's throats and say, do these things and you're going to get rich because that's all I saw was you in an apron selling these amazing cookies and thinking Kathy's cookies sounds like a great commercial, right? (laughs) And let's 
do it. And I wanted to eat cookies with you. And I wanted to bake them with you. And I wanted to get rich with you. Uh-huh. So let's make cookies. So uh. now that I'm clear that it's not my job to give you a purpose or give you an idea, mm. but it's my joy and my honor to help become a reflection and um, an uh, educator, someone that helps you pull out of you Mm-hmm. God made you to be and helps you to find the your your heart's voice yeah. and then eventually put your voice and your voice is your words aligning your message with your mission mm-hmm. your voice includes the now you have a mission but what's the why behind it what's the why story that's your manifesto And then how do we create a mission and a movement that matters and then move mountains for our movement through media? How can we show up more loving, more intentional, more kind through the media Mm -hmm. so that when we step into the spotlight, we use it to truly make the difference and the impact that we're called to make. So Legacy Maker Academy now includes the get media ready process, which is getting purpose ready, brand ready, platform ready, image ready, press ready, interview ready, even pageant ready for those ladies (laughs) and wear the circle. Um, Those readinesses I realize are still we're still not the end game there's no reason to get media ready unless you have a calling or a legacy that you're being led to to serve in and unless you have a desire to step into the spotlight like some people some of those raindrops in their rainbow might include I see myself on a stage I see myself wearing a crown. I see myself having a podcast, right? So when you see all those things, how do they actually, what's the bigger picture and where, how do they all fit in together? Mm -hmm. So I love to produce media. I love to educate. I love to create business models and plans. I, I, there are so many things that God knew because he designed me that I would love doing. Mm -hmm that I would love sharing with other entrepreneurs and visionaries that have dreams, that have vision, that wanna make sure that their true north is dialed in so that in 10 years from now or when they're, you know, old ladies, they're not knitting and watching, you know, old movies and reminiscing about the good old days, they're still living the good old days because they're fulfilling their purpose and their plan and their and their visions that joy is what I get to have by creating an academy for others to find their voice their Mars their mission make it magical make it joyful build the community that they were designed to truly serve and be willing to slow down to win that race because when you can finish that race strong with the end, 
your when your end here comes and you know that you made a meaningful difference that's what matters that's the only thing that you can really take away Mm -hmm. was that did your message matter to someone so that maybe they can continue to matter for someone else too right and it I mean this runs like I said so deep it is such an emotional topic because we don't we don't always realize the cost of what the experience of not mattering can do to somebody. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, I tell so- you, on that, just a side note, people who oh, are raising their hands to be influencers because they want to matter, because they are like, here's a vehicle that I can make money by playing in my playground. I commend you for being willing and and wanting to put yourself in that position. And those who are thriving, oh, what a blessing. And yet you're stepping into an arena with with uncharted audiences Mm -hmm. that find pleasure and joy in telling you that you don't matter right and if your playground has become your prison because you're stepping out into the spotlight and because you're sharing your gifts and your messages and you're believing that being an influencer and having the audience and going viral is the way to get there if you ever find that you need to lay that down mm-hmm. and and heal from that you can also come to legacy maker academy and find a community where you can stand receive and be lavishly loved this is a curated invitation only community that's created in an app and you can learn more about it by going to legacy.cindychristie.tv Amazing. Wow. I just like when you said that, I just saw this like glowing light of, whoa, I don't know if I've ever heard of that offer before. (laughs) Like a place that people can go to still get their need met to matter and be seen and be visible, but in a safe space where they can heal. Oh, yeah. I mean, both of us having gone through you know having the stones thrown and experiencing what that can do to us it's it's amazing to me that here we are like here we are we're still willing to be seen and and I think there is a reason for that and I think that both of us have that common thread of how can we make this experience nurturing and healing and maybe playing our part in changing the behaviors that we're witnessing right now in the arena and even giving a voice to that. So thank you for sharing this. I was not expecting this to get so emotional, but I'm so grateful 
because I think I think these are important conversations that have to be had. And right now there is such an illusion and there's so much that's being presented that to anybody who's new to this space, it's very difficult to have any discernment about what's real and what's not. And especially like what you said about attaching our dreams and our purpose together, that can become so dangerous. So I love all these different aspects that you're speaking to. So thank you so much. And I know that ultimately our avatar, which is like the archetype of the person that we serve essentially is just our younger self. It's just us a few years ago, or, you know, maybe even when we were kids, but one thing I would love to ask you in closing is based on everything that you know now, based on the highs and the lows and the adventure of it all, if you could give a younger version of yourself any advice, knowing what you know now, what would that be? Enjoy the process. Make sure that where you give your energy deserves you. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself more. Slow down and listen to what really matters. Be willing to say yes, say no, pivot, launch, jump, fall, fail, fly. Knowing that you matter no matter what. Right. Like it all matters and it doesn't matter, meaning it's the whole adventure of the game. Yeah. Wow. This is a really powerful episode. And I think that anybody who resonates is really going to be very curious to learn more about you. So you guys, I will put all of her links in the description box below And uh, just as a great time for me to offer as an invitation to anybody who is watching this episode, if you yourself have gone through any sort of transformation in any of the experiment topics that we venture into on the show, part of my dharma is to create a safe space to be seen and heard. And although I can't protect everybody from all the stones, I can do my part to at least give you that space to test the waters and try it out for yourself and find out that maybe it's not as scary as you think and that your story matters. Our stories are the most valuable asset and commodity that we have. And my gift to all of you is to give you the invitation to share it. So please reach out to me. You can find my email in the description box below. Let me know what your journey was. And I would love to have you on the show and interview you. So anyways, we'll go ahead and wrap. But thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are. So the fact that you gave us your Saturday afternoon is like so special to me. And thank you again for being such a cheerleader in my journey. I mean, you're probably the one human being on this earth that has witnessed my own personal roller coaster and not even that long ago who would have thought that I would ever be in the position that I'm in now and so that's just such a great reminder to 
us and anybody who's listening is that what is behind you is behind you. It's kind of like being in a boat and seeing the waves behind you. And just remembering that that is not an indicator of where you're going. That's just an indicator of where you've been and that you're the one who's actually guiding that boat and the trajectory and creating the future ahead. So if you need some help with some belief, then reach out and grab a hold of my sister or me or anybody who's in this arena that can help you clarify and cultivate what that purpose is because your dreams are so incredibly meaningful and there's a reason that you have it and that there's a reason that we have a personal dharma to support you guys. So if you have any final parting words, uh, please share as we are about to wrap up. Hmm. Surround yourself with people mm-hmm. and messages and movements that matter deeply to you. By intentionally creating reminders for ourselves and curating them mm-hmm. so that they're there to pick us up when we feel that we're at the end of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You may be at your highest high and on a roll. And when you're there, take a moment even to create an affirmation that reconnects you with that elevated energy. So that when you are in a place that needs to heal or gets triggered or spilling off and you're like, how can I have achieved so much and how can I have learned so much and be back here again well the more of these these words and messages that you can surround yourself with and make available on demand the more you'll be able to move through and not reject or deny the part of you that's hurting, but lavishly love on yourself. So that would be the, the ending inspiration. If there's any one thing that you can do right now, is even if there's anything that you heard in this conversation that speaks to you, that's meaningful to you, take the minute or minutes to jot those things down Mm. And save them someplace where they can become fuel for you again, keep you going on your journey. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, like I said, you're one of my heroes and one of the inspirations that have gotten me to this place in my life. And you guys, like she just said, surround yourself with those kinds of people because they will be the ones that are cheering you on when you are living the epic adventure of being a human being, because it's not, it's not always fun. It's not always easy, but it is so worth it. And it is so much fun when you have people in your universe that are on the same journey. So uh, yeah, if anything in this inspired you to connect deeper with your calling, that really is to me the thing that matters the most and to at least just plant the seed knowing that if you say yes and if you choose to move forward 
that you have two new sisters in that arena ready to cheer you on and support you in that dream. So thank you all so much for sitting through another long episode with us. We appreciate it so much. And in fact, gosh, we could do like so many series just on your life story alone. So we'll have to think about how else we can include deeper conversations because you have so much to offer, so much value. But thank you to everybody. Thank you to my beautiful sister. And we will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye. <laughs>